0: And then another very important thing, and this is another thing even with when you shoot a movie, I'll say this is very important. Uh, don't be afraid of letting people that you trust criticize it because, you know, people who want to see you do well have a, will be well-meaning in, in telling you, uh, hey, this is too long or this part doesn't make sense or whatever. Uh, don't get upset about it. Just um, take it and use it to make the, make your project that much better. Like, don't be afraid. Like, if you write something, let people read it. And I said, let several people read it because uh, just like a test audience with a movie, uh, if, if several things keep coming up that are the same, that's a problem and fix the problem.
1: You're listening to the R2's Fitness Audio Experience. Deadlift Podcast. this year's Monster Marathon. Tonight, we dig up four terrifying tales of all things creepy and crawly that bump at the
0: night. How did you ever make it this far in life?
1: Halloween night, night
0: that the dead can walk the earth. What is your bidding?
1: Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Deadlift Podcast. I am your host, Ken R2s. Now, Deadlift Podcast is where I get to have a great conversation with indie creatives, whether it be film, comic books, music. We're bridging the gap here between mindset, entrepreneurship, pursuit of dreams with horror films, thrillers, action, music, comic books. The whole purpose of the Delive podcast is to provide you, the listener, the aspiring artist, the aspiring filmmaker, the aspiring you to listen to firsthand account of those in the trenches pursuing their dreams and to provide that value, that much needed value to give you that extra pep. We all need that extra pep in when we are in pursuit of our dreams, believe it or not, it works. And in this episode, I had a great conversation with director Zane Hirschberger. Zane is part of a team of directors for the upcoming film. As a matter of fact, the film releases on the 29th of September. Now, this is a horror anthology, the third installment in fact. It is called 1031, 1031 part 3. The film will be distributed on all digital platforms. September 29th via Terror Films. I'm going to read an excerpt off of the press release. The frights continue in the third installment of this Halloween horror anthology featuring monsters, madmen, gore, and more. Presented by horror host Malvolvia, the queen of screams, and directed by Michael Bailiff, Jacob Parrott. Zane Hirschberger with music by Rocky Gray. As I had mentioned, the film releases on the 29th of September, 2023, worldwide on digital from Terror Films. And in this conversation, which I love to say conversation, not an interview because we are not grilling anyone. Nobody's under interrogation. The conversation uh, between myself and Zayn covered a variety of topics, especially his journey as an indie filmmaker? What gets him up in the morning? What is his drive? Once again, I hope I provide you, the listener, with the value, the tools, the audio cues needed for you to pursue your goals in the field of creativity or business or entrepreneurship. If you like what you hear, please, I implore you to subscribe to the spotify channel like drop a comment these are very valuable uh, replies and it helps me provide you the listener with more and more content that's what all i ask subscribe comment follow without further ado here's my conversation with filmmaker zane Hirschberger. and don't forget the film 1031 part three releases in september it's september 29th pre-exact all digital platforms via terror films enjoy thank you for your time for this interview uh we had a lot of ups and downs to get this interview um I'm scheduled, but I'm so glad everything worked out and I had the pleasure of speaking with you. Uh, so thank you for your time and patience. Sure. Absolutely. And before we begin, let's dive into the origin story. Comic book issue one on Zane. <laughs> who are you? What 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 who are you? What are you all about? In two minutes.
0: Sure. So, uh, my name is Zane Hirschberger. I am living in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm from close to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, grew up, uh, love and heart started out with dinosaurs, which then led into, led into monster movies, which then led into horror movies. So I've been an avid horror fan since I was a kid, uh, moved out to Pittsburgh to go to the art Institute of Pittsburgh for filmmaking. And, uh, you know, took us a little slow start, but we finally got there. Uh, our first couple, you know, endeavors didn't work out too well. But eventually uh, I met up with Justin Seaman from Screen Team Releasing, and we worked on The Barn, and uh, that started us, you know, getting the ball rolling. And we've been uh, working on our stuff ever since with, like, 1031 and uh, uh, Force to Fear, uh, The Barn 2, Cryptids, which we have coming out now, and then the Treaters that – uh I have a I have a side company I made with my friend uh, Sable Grideau called uh, Silver Springs Films. So we're working on treaters for that right now.
1: We share a common uh a love for dinosaurs here. Uh, and yeah. it's funny because when uh, I when I was a young lad, <laughs> with eons ago centuries ago, uh I always found the the creatures fascinating and more fan, more realistic and that's what propelled me also for, for horror because I found it so fascinating. I, at what age for you, you found, hey, this is what I want to do when I grow up, just create horror films?
0: Well, originally, uh, I was always into writing. I love creative writing. And I would write you know, things about probably dinosaurs and monsters and things like that. I was a big fa- fan of reptiles, too. And... Um, write things about that and then uh started we my brother and i we'd make our own little comic books and stuff and uh so i really got i really started getting into writing i'd buy like a tablet and i'd have like my own anthology book with short stories and stuff and uh then i started getting into movies and uh i started thinking hey you know what i could um uh, write scripts and uh started doing that, and then, after a while, I started thinking, you know i I kind of got into movies even hard, like the making of movies. I started finding that really interesting, and I was like, you know, I could take these images from my mind and try to like create them and you know see how they come out, like do they look the same way? I'm thinking of them, usually not, but it's an interesting process. One of the things I do like to see is see how it goes from your mind to a uh, screen
1: break. I, this is the part that I, that is going to provide a, a lot of rich value for the audience, especially for those. Let's see, we have things at our fingertips that 20 years ago we didn't have. We have AI could create scripts. It could help us create scripts. It could help us create storyboards and f- make the process of creating something much faster. Now, with that said, Uh, how is the learning curve from creative writing into script writing? Because for script writing, basically you're more focused on the dialogue and the description of the area. Let's say uh, a exterior shot, you just do it in one sentence as opposed to creative writing, you have to write a whole paragraph to describe the local park.
0: So the way I, I mean, I probably don't do it exactly the way it's supposed to be done because I know, I think in reality scripts or screenplays, you don't get that descriptive because that goes to like the director, the art department. There's really not a lot of screen direction in there because like that's someone else's job, but we always know we're going to do it. So I get pretty descriptive in mine um, as opposed to probably what a real one's like, just because if I have an idea, I'll be like, oh, I don't want to forget about this and I'll write it down. That way, every time uh, we go to do a scene or a a shoot, I'll take that block that we're shooting and I'll storyboard it. And my friend Sable, she'll, uh, she'll do the shot list as I'm doing the storyboards. And my storyboards are pretty terrible i'm not a hand artist it's like it's either stick we call them stick people or potato people like that's, <laughs> that's I like but, what
1: but what's a, what's what's important is the 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 camera angles yeah yeah of course and you're <laughs> contribution because now we have an anthology 1031 i remember when the first one came out now we we're we're part three looks like every year uh for halloween we get that extra treat yeah contribution to the film tell us a little bit about that and how that process came about
0: so originally i found out like i think we were like kind of riding off of the barn and um uh we actually we were involved with a project called volumes of blood uh the second one and we went out and we were hanging out with rocky gray and uh rocky was talking about doing this and i was kind of intrigued with it and i was like uh, and i was like are you doing all the stories and he's like yeah i think so and i was kind of like does like, can i take a stab at writing one of the stories and he's like yeah and then it ended up being going from I Me mean, writing it to actually shooting it, and then Justin did the same as well. He offered to write one, and we shot it. And how long
1: was that process to film from the, uh, the contribution to an anthology?
0: Uh, that was probably took about let's say about maybe a year or maybe half a year to do that. Shooting them weren't wasn't too hard. We usually I wanna say Justin's, which was the old hag, took about okay, two weekends. Maybe three days. Mine took a little longer. I think mine took about like three weekends or something. Oh, that's not bad.
1: That's 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 pretty awesome right there.
0: A little maybe going back shooting like little things after that just for you know, little small things. But the, mm. the ball that was shot, like we went to Uh, We got a day for a movie theater that we shot in for mine at the beginning. And then we went to a, I have a friend that owns like an old farmhouse and we went there and filmed the rest of it.
1: With, With that said, creating a film, especially for an up and coming person who wants to create a film, budgeting is always the issue. So how do you navigate around securing locations that you really want to film but then you know hey, you gotta pay some the fees and probably gotta rent the place. How do you go yeah, around stuff like uh, that?
0: Surprisingly, uh, the theater let film there for free. They were very uh, uh, film friendly, like to filmmakers. And um, yeah, my buddy I knew him, so he let us film. So that one didn't. I was able to put all the money, and then the actors. They honestly, one my friend who helps me now, like she was in it. And another good buddy of mine, Chad Bruns, he was in it. They did it for free pretty much. So, I mean, pretty much all the money went to the uh the effects, which we kind of knew was gonna be like the big that's what everyone's really there for, you know. So Right. Uh, and then even Rocky, he'll he'll send stuff to me if we can't like I got a little bit of a budget and then like if there's things I needed, like he could make some things and send it like the scarecrow. Uh, Face Like I had an original Scarecrow mask. He wasn't really keen on it. So he whipped one up and he showed it to me. And I was like, oh yeah, that's awesome. So he sent it to me and then we ended up using that. Film
1: creation, content creation, musicians, comic book artists. The end result, the final product is actually a product that you market for a wide audience. So with that said, how do you come about getting people on board uh to shell out or invest in this idea that you have that you want to create a or b how do you work it to budget yourself from your own money from your pocket to get this up project up and up and going
0: uh usually um especially for 1031 uh they did indiegogo and we've done other indiegogos for uh Force the fear and treaters and cryptids. Uh usually we'll just sit there and kind of like figure out like neat perks that people might want or um just just give something people may maybe want, like with cryptids. We got Joe Bob Briggs involved in that and we knew he had a fan base and cryptids, like there's a whole you know, people are really into monsters. You see stuff on you know, history channel out of time, like monster quest and like, you know, Bigfoot Mountain or mountain, like many other people were just, it's like, so we knew that that was kind of a, kind of an easy uh, target to hit people for that. And then a lot of people like Halloween stuff. That's why a lot of our stuff uh, usually takes place around Halloween. Uh, slashers and monsters usually do well. So I think it's just trying to get in that, uh, get into the mindset of like, what do you think a horror fan would want to see? You know, like, uh, I had a buddy, uh, when we did uh, 1031, uh, he said his favorite, he says, I liked your segment, it was great. He's like, but I got to tell you, man, I love the one that took place in the skating rink just because it took place in a skating rink. <laughs> That's why he loved it. That was his favorite one, just because it took place in a skating rink. So I think you got to find that thing that collectively a lot of people like and uh, and kind of go
1: with that yeah for 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 the genre, I wouldn't say we've pretty much seen everything because someone could come along and recreate that similar scene and it'll be just as awesome sure. but yeah to have different flavors and slashers and mm-hmm. creatures and monsters how many times have we seen the creature on a spaceship we 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 could count them so many times yeah, but a creature on a spaceship. And in and Antarctica or something like that, yeah, yeah, that's few and far between. And we could definitely uh, get some eyes on that.
0: You, usually what I do when I write anymore, I try and come up with something that's kind of like either I, I call it wackadoo or, um, <laughs> or just something that's sort of different or plays with the convention of something. Um, I'll tell you a movie I recently really enjoyed that kind of – I said it, it went one way and then it went wackadoo at the end and I loved it was uh, Malignant. Like, like, I did not expect that to go the way it did, and it was probably yeah. one, of my, one of my favorites uh, as of recently. Um, I like when things like that just go caught me off guard. Did not expect it.
1: Yeah, I I agree definitely, and I, I reiterate uh, the comment I made earlier that we have a lot of technology at our fingertips, so creating content is somewhat. I wouldn't say easier, but at least we have some flexibility. That if we have a deadline to meet, we could. We have this technology to help us. We also have gear, hardware that is more advanced. But one thing that a lot of creative uh, content creators tend to ignore, you mentioned in the Have you considered NFTs? With your film, as opposed to Go, and with NFTs, the person can own a piece of your movie, a real or a behind-the-scenes thing, and it's on the blockchain. They will own it forever. Let's say you have an event. That, that ticket could grant them access to that event.
0: It's a good idea. Um, that's more in line with my buddy Justin. He, he thinks about things like that. Um, I think it's come up before. I'm not sure why it's kind of pushed off this. I think it's sometimes like, it, it, I think it's afraid of if it doesn't do well, then people are like, hey, like, what do I get out? You know, like, what do I get? At least with Indiegogo, people are, usually the way I looked at Indiegogo is if someone likes your stuff, they like what you're doing. Uh, it's basically you got a new movie. You're basically buying the movie without the movie being made yet. And, you know, it's, and hopefully people. You have enough people to give you the money to make the movie you want to make. Um, I'll die even if I don't make the if I don't make the the budget or whatever. I'll still try and make it look as cool as possible. I kind of take it as a challenge. I mean, not saying I don't want the money. I just uh, <laughs> you know if it just if we can't like I'm not gonna let that deter me. I'll, I'll always try and uh, somehow either scale it down because um, usually what we'll do is we'll write out the. Uh, We'll write out the like the script, and then we'll go through it. Everything, and we'll itemize everything, look for prices, and that's usually how. Because I'm not gonna sit there and rip people off and be like, "Oh, I need like you know five hundred million for that." You know, it's like it's right. all, I'll do whatever I need. I mean, obviously, if you get more money, you can spend more money and make things look better. But I will always try and get like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be too greedy and uh, be like, "Oh, I think I need you know." We'll usually try and get what we think we need.
1: So. And Legacy, of course, being an indie creator, uh, we we release a full feature film, we're not expecting a, a gross net, uh, let's say like the Barbie movie that just came out, that's completely unrealistic. It, may, it could happen, but it's very unrealistic. So with that said, what is your opinion on Legacy, all these films that you're creating, what do you wanna be known for? In, in the genre and in, as a creator uh,
0: pretty much uh just for i'm i'm a fan of like 80s horror and i always like the aesthetic of it um i'm not saying that i want my movies all like take place in the 80s or whatever but there's certain things i do like like i like synth music i like synth wave i think the uh i think people have gotten away from that with Hard movies back in the day, and I thought they did great soundtracks back then. Like Tim Krog's like uh Boogeyman, the old eighties Boogeyman. That soundtrack's terrifying. And um, yeah, and I said, I, I guess I just want to know someone who made like fun, like cool movies, like things that things that like, they they like to rewatch. That's another thing. Like, um, I have my favorites that I call like my comfort movies. Um, I'll sit and watch them like Night of the Demons is one, and uh mm-hmm uh dead dead dudes in the house like i love that movie spookies is another one of my favorite like i i I guess i just like kind of want to create stuff that like influenced me but try hopefully people the younger generation may not think it's like old hat just like oh this is kind of fun you know um i'm also i'm into like kung fu movies and stuff too so i like anything with like fighting and like I said the perfect movie is like something with fighting and monsters, and like that's that's like my my favorite kind of stuff. Although I I am a huge fan of like I love the atmosphere. Like in and like when mean atmosphere, I'm like I like like the misty graveyard and the, and the old the old haunted house. Like I can watch the same story of like the stupid kids going to a haunted house as long as as long as the threat is different. I'll be in I'll be in hog heaven every time. <laughs> I started thinking. <laughs> realizing a lot of the movies I like, I go, these all have the same kind of plot. It's like hell night, dead dudes in the house, night of the demons. It's all a bunch of dumb kids going into a haunted house. So if you want my money, make a movie about a dumb kid going to <laughs> a haunted house. I'll probably give it to you. Uh, yeah.
1: And that's what makes this genre so, so fun. And it yeah. also opens up a platform for social commentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, some films that I that say, for example, um, Night of the Living Dead. We like, the, the average viewer would see zombies on screen, but no, there was some deep embedded social commentary going on. And that's that's a great thing about our genre as well. Yeah. When, when it comes to equipment, some people say, I got to get the best um, equipment. I have to get a camera red this and that. And then you say though this money. What is your opinion on that?
0: I mean, I guess it depends on how you're looking at it. Like, if you want to get on Netflix or something or like that, if you're going to go for that, which even you shooting something on a red at low budget, that's a shot. It's still like a long shot. It's like winning the lottery. Um, That's your way to do it. But I, I've i worked on different cameras and gotten some great – I'll shoot stuff. People go, what do you shoot on? I go, I just shoot on this. And I'll tell people right now, they're watching this, Uh, uh things are like lighting. Lighting is very important. Lighting is probably one of the most important – lighting and your sound design and sound are probably the two most important things because if your movie looks like shit, people are going to say this is shit. And then also with sound design, uh, we were working on a project and uh, one of the things I, I, there was like a part of it. I was like, man, this is really weird. Like why? Like was one of the actually it's one of the segments from cryptids. Uh, I'm like, man, this is kind of like, I don't understand. It's like, I'm watching it. It's like every, there's a monster. Everything's fine. I'm like, it's just something's not right. It's but there's no sound design. Like when people walked, when uh, someone moved, uh, did something, and when we started adding stuff in, then it it came alive. You could tell. It's the sound design and lighting are two very important things, and also uh, uh, I am like trying to get a little creative with your camera works fine too. Uh, but I would say even more over that would be, um, you know, plus your story. You gotta have a story that interests people, story and characters. And I see some, some I think indie people kind of forget that sometimes. Because I said I, I love finding new movies, but I I scour Tubi all the time, and I'll turn a movie off within like five or ten minutes, and it'll have a great poster, and I'm like, this looks great, and I'll start watching. I'm like, Oh, this is crap, man. I don't I don't like this at all and i just wish that some people you know just, just pull us in and you know like make your stuff look good like i said it doesn't really take a whole lot to just make an interesting story
1: yeah and, and that's that's a great thing with horror films is that if you have the right chemistry of music and sound you could be looking away doing something it's like for me for example if i'm watching a movie i'm not really watching i'm doing something else at the side but right. when it's something like like whoa what just happened i rewind it just to check it out hey oh okay that's interesting it got my attention yeah and i think most viewers are like that too because some of us have short attention spans and we tend to yeah. look away and that sounds like poses back into the film
0: and that's that's the kiss of death for a movie for me is if it's boring and i say it's a horror movie it shouldn't be boring like should not wrong is to be boring or you know like court tv should be boring but like <laughs> um you know like a horror movie should not be boring like two movies that should not be boring is a horror movie and a karate movie they should not be boring <laughs> like, uh, guys,
1: absolutely
0: the opposite direction of that If if it's boring Right. As a, as a, a filmmaker, mm-hmm.
1: what broke the barrier of releasing your first piece of content and shedding that fear of, oh, my gosh, I'm going to put something out there. I'm going to get these type of reactions, more negative, some positives. And how did, uh, that, how did that harden you to create more films?
0: Probably uh, when we first did uh, The Barn um we shot i wasn't the original dp on it. there was a another guy and he and justin didn't get along they didn't see eye to eye uh the movie didn't turn out that great so i he asked me to come back um because i was basically uh assisting camera on that and i liked the story and i was like what's uh you know how's the movie coming he's like it's terrible man he just doesn't look good so i said well let's go back, look it over. And we pretty much reshot like three quarters of the movie. And mm-hmm. when I got more involved into it, like I was like, it was not only Justin's baby, but I felt like, you know, it was sort of like my at least half child, you know, trying to make it as good as we could on like very little. And, you know, when you do that, then, I mean, we really busted our butts. There's like late nights, cold weather, like crap weather. And then we, you know, so when you take it to a bunch of people and people are like, "This is crap. This looks like car." You know, we we look at it and we're like, "We think this looks really good." And then so you got to have a you know tough skin on that. But I'm always thinking of ideas. Like I, I like I just I just have a creative I guess nature to me. I'm always thinking of ideas. i like, "I got this idea." So it's always sort of like people can crap all over, and I'm still gonna do what I do. <laughs> like it's. It's not, that's about the best thing you do. If you let people beat you down and, you know, it's just, you know, it's not, it's not good. Just, you know, some people like stuff. Some people don't. That's what you got to take. Like some people are going to crap on it. Some people are going to love it. We've had great people that come up and say, dude, I love your stuff. You know, keep making more stuff. And that makes you feel good. So it all kind of balances out like the yin and the yang, I guess, as they, they say. That
1: is absolutely correct. And Yeah, you just got to go along with it, put Mm -hmm. it out there. The the, the worst thing that could happen is not putting it out there and then... Never knowing. Yeah, never knowing, and you just, you lost that opportunity.
0: Yeah, exactly. You never know if if it's, you know, you're never going to know until you go out and do it.
1: Precisely. Uh, With the remaining minutes that we have in the interview, uh, one question, well, is, is it open platform for you what what advices would you say for the members of the audience that one person out there that wants to create something and it's struggling to get that idea from paper to film what what do you want to say to them
0: so i'll tell you several things are you you talking about just we'll just say with with just the idea like if you're going to write something just write it um, also research, research helps. So just like, if you have something, look into some things, you know, understand what you're writing about, write it. Um, and then another very important thing, and this is another thing, even with when you shoot a movie, I'll say this is a very important, uh, don't be afraid of letting people that you trust criticize it because you know, people who want to see you do well, have a will be well-meaning and in, in telling you, uh hey this is too long or this part doesn't make sense or whatever uh don't get upset about it just um take it and use it to make the make your project that much better like don't be afraid like if you write something let people read it and i said let several people read it because uh, just like a test audience with a movie uh if if several things keep coming up that are the same that's a problem and fix the problem i said because In the end, people, especially if it's people you trust, they're just trying to help you make your stuff better because they're looking at it from a different, you know, eyes than you are. You're you're obviously always in love with your work. You're like, I thought this scene was great. I wrote it. You're like, yeah, but it's boring. So get rid of it. Like some people will be like, you know, just let people uh, check out your stuff and uh, you know, listen to them. I mean, sometimes you might. I've had people say this and you know this and this, and I'm like, I disagree so i mean ultimately you are the one that is but it it doesn't hurt to uh to take uh constructive criticism like don't be afraid of constructive criticism and also don't be afraid to like push yourself like i said uh watch movies um if you can't get on a film set learn how to light something watch how light like play around with stuff buy some lights you can buy some lights from uh like a hardware store you can get like you know uh construction lights and that they're not that bad. you get it for like 35 40 bucks just set them up uh you know play around with them see what looks right you know just and then shoot something and say oh that looks too like crap figure out maybe what the problem is and then uh just keep working it, and practice with it just like anything practice practice makes perfect
1: practice 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 great advice there creative criticism that's often for creatives that's that could be a a kryptonite well said and practice always whatever it is great great advice there so the remaining minutes that we have do pitch your short film or whatever films that you're working on and yeah oh social media too don't forget that yeah, yeah
0: so um so we have uh as of as of now we have our new movie Cryptids It just showed a Genre Blast we won best horror feature there so it's basically a uh like a love letter to mon- monsters especially cryptids like uh, bigfoot uh chupacabras like stuff like that we got a bunch of monsters in it. it's like at least six or seven stories so we have that will be coming out in november on blu-ray from screen team releasing uh, uh my friend sable and i from silver springs we're shooting a, a horror halloween movie now called Treaters again monster uh there's slasher elements, there's monster elements, cute girls everywhere. It's it's like, it's fun. It's going to be great. And then um, if you want to check us out, uh, you can go to Scream Team Releasing, see what we're putting out there, or you know check Silver Springs. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, look me up, Zane Hirschberger. You can find me on Instagram. I'm always putting up pictures of stuff we shoot after shoots and stuff because I'm always usually pretty geeked about it, so... I'll, I'll color grade our stuff and be like, look at this. <laughs> Can't wait to see this. So, so that's where you can find us. Great. Uh,
1: thank you for that information. And once again, thank you for your time. Uh great, great value you've provided to the listeners. And uh, once again, uh, I'm glad we had an opportunity to speak yeah, and uh, uh, such, such uh great perspective uh, from a creator's point of view
0: yeah thank, thank you,
1: you for your time
0: sure.